Good morning and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Exchange. I am your host, John Landon. So, today's show, we're just going to do a quick preview of the Thursday night game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. We're also going to get into some quick injuries for Sunday, kind of keep us uh, reminded of some of the players that we want to keep an eye on uh, before the Sunday slate so we can either put them in or we can remove them. So, and then I'm also going to give you three mob movies or gangster movies that I grew up watching and, you know, just interested in and kind of give you uh, it's just something fun, you know, to throw out there before the game. So I'll give you a top three of those. I also throw in a money line bet between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers and visit a prop bet that involves that involves Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions and then on the other side, Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. All right, so let's just dive into it between tonight's game and who we're going to start and who we're thinking about sitting. So if you've been listening to me, to me from the beginning, you obviously know that I'm not a fan of these Thursday night games. I just don't find them very useful for me. I enjoy something to look forward to on a Sunday, more games, more players. And if I have like tonight's game, it's just there's a lot of popular players on the slate. So I, I know a lot of us have to make that decision of do we want to put them in our lineup or do we want to just boot them out and maybe put in a Brandon Ayuk or someone like that. Like I have to, I have to make that decision myself. So as a flex or something. So, uh, yeah, we'll kind of dive into that. So let's start it off with the quarterback. For the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff. So Jared Goff, I would go and put him in my lineup. I would start him up. Let's fire him up. He's got 819 yards on a, on through three games through the year. Five to two. Five TDs, two interceptions on the year. So I'm gonna go ahead and fire up Jared Goff. I'm not I know that I know the Green Bay Packers defense is I won't say lockdown, but I feel like there's still room to where Amon Ra and possibly one of these guys like a like a Khalif Raymond might find himself open or a Laporta. So <clears throat> we'll 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 visit the the pass catchers here shortly. But at the moment, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start Jared Goff. On to the running backs in the backfield. Now, depending on if Montgomery plays or not. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and start Gibbs, but um, Montgomery could eat into Gibbs' workload tonight, which Gibbs has not had very good stats up to the three games. Actually, he's had about 59 yards on the year. He had zero touchdowns. Big disappointment for myself because as soon as Montgomery went down early this year, it was like, Great. I have me a, a pretty much an RB1, someone who's going to uh, have the bell cow mentality back in the backfield that they're just going to turn around and Jared Goff's going to hand him about 20 times. Well, that's only amounted to 59 yards, and that's just not good enough, guys. So let's look for a better outcome for tonight's game. Now, talking about Montgomery, I would go with Sidham regardless if he plays or not. I just don't feel like he's going to be one that I want to trust and waste 
one of my Sunday positions. I'm hoping in a flex that that's where you have them or RB2 fringe, but whatever the case may be in that department, it's I'm going with a sit with Montgomery. They're going to move them. I think they're going to slowly put them back in, maybe a snap count. So, and, and then also he could possibly retweak that injury and we just don't want to go down that road and we'll look back on Sunday and be like, damn, I should have sat. Montgomery. So we're going to go ahead and sit Montgomery tonight. On to the pass catchers. I'm going to definitely play a Monroe. Definitely. that he He's going to find ways to, to get separation. He's going to run those routes that are going to go on the inside, the slants. Even if he does go against Jair Alexander, I'm not quite sure he's going to go tonight. But if he does, he'll still find ways to get open into the middle of the field, possibly run a, a comeback a post or something. Um, but And they can run him out of the backfield as well. A lot of these teams are doing the Debo Samuel template where they're running him out of the backfield like a Curtis Samuel. And so I, I wouldn't look for, uh, or actually I would look for a Monroe to get some, some rushing yards too, possibly. I'm not going to really play the rest of the pass catchers. I know they might get some targets here and there, maybe three or four targets, maybe even five, but... I'm not looking for Khalif Raymond or, or Josh Reynolds. Unless you're like in a 14-16 league, then I understand that you're going to go ahead and you're going to fire them up. But if you're like in a 10-12, to 12, I, I would go ahead and sit, them, sit that. Unless you have no options, then okay, I, I get it. Uh, going on to tight end position, definitely going to fire up Laporte. He's had, a, he's had an outstanding year up for the three games. If we look at his yardage... I think he's sitting at about 186, 190 yards, somewhere around that. And if you look at for tight ends in the past, especially rookie tight ends, you're just not going to be impressed. So I would go ahead and I would fire up Laporta. I actually wish I had him in one of my teams. He was in the waiver wire on our 10-team 10, 10 squad, I think, for a bit. Maybe after the first week that we they caught on because I'm in a pretty good in a pretty good league all around. And any league I'm in, they're pretty swift at it. So good job on my teammates there. For the Green Bay Packers side of the ball, I would go ahead and fire up Jordan Love. I have to make this decision in my in my actual 10 team. I have Justin Fields. I, I If you listened to me last week, he, has, he had that one shot. I gave him one shot. I said, man, come out here, throw the ball, sling it around, show Chicago that, man, I, I, I didn't put my foot in my mouth. Although we all know that the coaching staff sucks, right? As a Bears fan, they suck. We understand. But you came out here and you blasted them. You put them, you put them out there on the map. And you did nothing on Sunday. You look pathetic. You The team... The city is questioning if we should just let you sit, if we should bench you, bro. Should we bench you, bro? In fantasy, definitely. Real life, I'm wondering. I'm actually wondering if we should go with that. But I'm still supporting you, bro. I think you got it. But you got to get that spirit up. You got to get that energy going. And you got to start showing your teammates you're about that life. Because right now, you're not showing anybody about that life. You're showing us you're real lazy going and chilled. So... On to, 
tonight's game. See, I, I, I always work myself back to the Bears because they really work my and they really get my blood going each and every time I think about that. So Jordan Love definitely going to start. He's looking at 655 yards in the past three games. So he's looking at seven to one. Seven, that being seven touchdowns to one interception on this year. So yeah, fire up Jordan Love. I'm going to fire up Jordan Love. And let's lie, I'm not looking back. Come Sunday, I'm hoping that if Fields happens to blow up, then I won't regret it. So I'm firing up Jordan Love. Aaron Jones is a soldier. I believe he's going to be out there tonight. I believe it was bothering him not to be out there last weekend because A.J. Dillon has been nothing to write home about. If you've had A.J. Dillon as the handcuff to Aaron Jones, you were kind of hoping, which I was in my 12-team. I have him in a 12-team league where I slid him in. Although he was a flex, I still slid him in, and I thought, shoot, he's still going to carry my team because I just thought he would. But nope. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fire up Aaron Jones. I believe he's going to give it a go is from what I've read. So 41 yards on the year. Obviously, he missed last week. Got a touchdown on the year out of that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ride with Aaron Jones. I'm firing him up in my 10 team. Not looking back. Good to go. Opposite, A.J. Dillon. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sit A.J. Dillon. No, thank you. I Like I just said, uh, when I went into the Aaron Jones starting, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sit Dylan because he's been a disappointment for me. I've actually saw one of my buddies drop him in the 10 team, the other 10 team that I'm in. So I kind of feel where he's coming from because in my 12, I have no choice to hold him. But in my 10, yeah, I would. On to the pass catchers for the for the Green Bay Packers. I'm a I'm a I'm a slide and go ahead. I'm I'm a start. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. Let's 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 go ahead and ride with Romeo Dobbs. He'll find a way to get in the end zone. I think he will. He's gonna he's gonna look out for Jordan Love. He's gonna find a way to get open separation. Kind of like the Amon Ra situation. Not as smooth with it as Amon Ra, but he's gonna find his way to get get there. So let's roll with Romeo Dobbs as a start. 129 yards to about 140 for the year. Three TDs, definitely promising. So if you're looking for another TD tonight, uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that Romeo Dobbs finds his way into the end zone. So let's go with Dobbs. Uh, on with Jordan Reed, uh, Jaron Reed. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start Jay Reed um, because... That's only if you're in a 14 flex. I'm not going to start him in a 12 or a, or a 10, definitely. I, I just not, I'm not that confident in him yet. Although I feel like he's going to have to relieve some of the pressure from Dobbs tonight. I just don't think that he's going to find his way to catch much of his, too many of his targets. And I, I, I'm going to, I have him, I'm going to, I have him on the bench. I'm going to give him some time, possibly this week. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Thursday night games and firing up all these these people that, you know, just went this past Sunday. I, I'm not very confident in. They're very tired. Bones are still trying to recover. Possibly still taking ice baths even up till today. So let's not 
let's not put players into spots that we might possibly be able to fire up someone differently on Sunday. So I'm definitely going to sit Jay Reed myself on my, my personal uh, 10 and 12. But if he's in your 14 flex, hey, no problems. Go ahead and you fire him up in that, in that type of league format. Because he's got 148 yards, two TDs. <laughs> he's, he's possibly able to do it tonight. Like I said, I just don't want to put my confidence into him if I have a better option, which I do. So um, on to the tight end position, Luke Musgrave. You've heard me uh, rave about him. I think he's going to have a big year as the year goes along. And as they involve him into the offense, I feel like he's going to find the end zone more and more and more. Although he has not so far in the past three games, I think he will later on into week five and beyond. He'll he'll get there. So I'm firing up Luke Musgrave myself in a 12. In a 10, you might possibly have better options. If not, I can totally get if you fire up a, a Luke Musgrave tonight because he's got about 130 yards uh, and, and, again, zero touchdowns. But it is possible tonight he does get his very first. I did not put a bet in for the anytime touchdown on a Luke Musgrave. But, like I said, I wouldn't doubt that tonight is the break-in point where he gets into the red zone. So that's a little bit of the start and sit on. That's a quick preview of the two teams of tonight. A lot of superstars that you can throw into the lineups. Like I said, if you if you got to do it, do it. I actually have to do it, especially with the landscape of the of the running backfield. There's just not many options. Everybody's banged up. Everybody's hurt. Everybody got some stuff going on. So, um, let's talk about some. Let's talk before we get into the injuries front for Sunday on some of these players that I'm going to run through real quick. That way that we're on the same page. If you feel like you don't like to hear the stats portions of a lot of the show, I don't blame you. If you just want to put me in the background noise or you just want to wait till the next segment, I'm cool with that. A lot of people don't like numbers and I, I'm i a numbers person and I just want to keep us all on, on on pages. So that's why I go through the injury front and kind of break down stuff or, or yardage here and there on, on quarterbacks, running backs. So um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to tell you uh, three mob movies or gangster movies that are of interest to myself. And if you have your own picks or you have your own, uh, I'm sure a lot of you are going to ride with me, maybe not in the order that I pick them, because I could see a lot of you flipping from what three is going to be to your top one. And I have a problem with that because in my early younger teen years early 20 years actually this movie was my number one but i'm going with it number three now because the other ones have become my number one so to kick it off i'm gonna go with tony montana that's my number three like i said a lot of you would probably put it as number one totally agree totally understand but my as i as i've age, let's put it that way, immatured. I've gone with a different path of it and I've chose a different number one. So as my number three, I'm going with Scarface, still a favorite of mine, still an all-time favorite. I actually have collections of stuff of it. So um, I'm a big Scarface fan. Uh, so still made it my number three. But 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tony Montana as my character in in that movie. I mean, who cannot how can you not ride with that movie? I mean, even the Godfathers, they're not even on this list. I just I there was only three I could go with, guys. So don't be don't beat me up too hard out there in the airways, okay? Because there's only three I could pick from. So the three that I had to ride with and three was Scarface. So at least this is on the list. How could you miss this on the list? This has to be on your list. If you are a um, into the uh, gangster characters or the mob movies um, as a as a youngster or any any time in life, you know, growing up or maybe just caught on to Robert De Niro or Al Pacino, like Al Pacino in this movie and Scarface playing the Tony Montana role. Um, there was great characters that came out of that. Michelle Pfeiffer, a uh, number of other characters that I just can't remember their their uh, screen names at the moment, but went on to have great careers or average careers that, that kept them going. So I'm going to go with Scarface number three. Moving on, I'm going to go with number two. Number two is going to be uh, Casino. I mean, Casino was... Robert De Niro played a great uh, casino manager um, in that movie, and then he had Sharon Stone on his arm. Of course, he uh, all his gentlemen. We we got to go out and get us our, our our lady. Put him put him on our arms, you know. And so he did exactly that. And so I'm gonna have to go with Casino as my number two. Um, Joe Pesci also played a, 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 a outstanding role in that movie. I mean, in that in those early '90s movies, that cast when they got together, there was just a chemistry between them all that just was able to form those movies um, that were just movies that were became classics. And Casino is no different. Casino's definitely on the list. Hopefully, you have it on your list. And that's going to be my number two. On to my number one. I mean, like I said, fellas, I, I wanted to put Godfathers on my list and I wanted to go that route. But again, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Ray Liotta um, um, playing the role that he did in that movie had you just like uh, on your seat. I mean, growing up, I was like, damn. That's a that's a that's a pretty cool um script to get and kind of um be in the limelight I guess at that moment in that time especially during the Goodfellas I mean during the Casino and uh those type of movies were coming out and and, and just to be that big and and that just a classic that's all I mean when you think of Goodfellas there's just Joe Pesci again played a great role in that movie Robert De Niro they got together that nucleus that that chemistry that I was just talking about when you put them on the on the big screen that it was like no other so I know a lot of you you guys and ladies out there I mean ladies are fans of it too my lady is actually a fan of Goodfellas so and Casino not so much as Scarface you're not a fan of Scarface so uh that's gonna be my number one and I'm going with Goodfellas guys all right, moving on, moving on, moving on. We're going to go and visit the quarterback injuries for the week. 
for this upcoming Sunday slate. And these are just a few quarterbacks we're going to visit real fast. I'm not going to break it down too much. I don't want to break it down and, and hold it on to one player for very long. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo with a concussion. He does not practice uh, yesterday. He did not um, suit up. So look out for Jimmy Garoppolo if you have him. Have some different options. On to Joe Burrow uh, with that calf. Looks like he was a full participant um, Wednesday. Um, Patrick Mahomes was dealing with an ankle if you, if you were watching the Bears game. If you were actually watching the game, for all you real football fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. No slide, no hate, please. But if you were really watching the game um, and not other things that were going on in the stadium. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had, did end up with an ankle injury. He practiced in full uh, yesterday, so no, no worries there. I uh, wasn't worried um, after I saw him go back out there, but he did hit that ankle, so they will be targeting that. Uh, look for teams to be targeting that as the season goes along. Looks like Deshaun Watson's dealing with a shoulder limited yesterday. Keep an eye on that. Uh, I believe he still will play. Anthony Richardson with that concussion. Looks like he was practicing fully yesterday, so no worries there. Should be back on the field and, and looking pretty good, uh, rushing those balls in for the TDs. Derek Carr uh, dealing with his shoulder. Did not practice Wednesday, so I would look for Derek Carr to be a week-to-week -week situation, especially given his age um, and, and, and the, bringing him on as the starting quarterback uh, quote-unquote franchise quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. I look for them to give him a breather for another week, possibly another two weeks, hell, three weeks. So look for a week-to-week -week situation with Derek Carr. Um, so have, have, a, have a backup plan for that in week four. Bryce Young uh, with the ankle injury. He did practice in full yesterday so look for him to be back in week four which is a blow for Adam Thielen um, waiver wire um, pickers out there who did end up with Adam Thielen on their uh, waiver wire scoop ups for the week. I believe Bryce Young's going to be a, a bad deal for him. I think Andy Dalton would have been the situation going there so no, no other Major injuries to report for the quarterbacks. We're going to move on to the running back situation. Looks like David Montgomery is expected to play tonight, given uh, what is Anderson Pickard reporting and also Tom Pilicero on Twitter. It looks like David Montgomery with a thigh is going to give it a go tonight, which is, again, a blow to the Gibbs uh, fantasy owners out there, such as myself. Um, although he was not doing very much, it is going to eat into his workload tonight. So uh, if you got David Montgomery, I'm sure you're going to fire him up. I will not. I am. I would hold him back just because he could retweak that thigh. And they're just going to give him a snack camp, I think. Be, to be honest, Dan Campbell's not really... I mean, Dan Campbell's a hit or miss. I mean, he wants you to go out there and toughen it up and put it out there on the field. So I also believe he he told David Montgomery, if you don't give it a full go, don't. I mean, if you can't do full workload, do not come out to the field. Do not give it a go. So I believe if David Montgomery is out there, he probably is back at around 80 to 90%. So 
he could get some workload in tonight. I just wouldn't trust in him. So looks like David Montgomery is going to give it a go. Aaron Jones is also expected to return tonight. So like I said, I am firing up Aaron Jones. He has been that offense actually until he went out last week that he did not play. You notice Jordan Lowe was just spreading it around, but Aaron Jones is that offense. And I look forward to seeing what Aaron Jones brings tonight against this Lions defense. So I look for Aaron Jones to actually give me about 18 to 20. Actually, he probably will give me about 15. 15 to 15. I want to say 15 to 18. I won't even go to the 20 mark. I'd be happy if he gave me the 20, but uh, I think they work him in kind of slow as well. So, and again, you got A.J. Dillon back there who can kind of relieve a little bit of that up the middle, bang for the one, bang for the two yards if you need it for those first downs. So they probably won't use Aaron Jones for those very much. But again, I am firing up Aaron Jones tonight. Uh, Gus Gus Edwards looks like he's out um, of the con con uh, concussion protocol and will give it a go on Sunday. So if you have Gus Edwards, um, I would put him in as your flex uh, to give that um, a go on week four because I believe Justice Hill possibly um, will be out week four with that foot injury. So James Conner on to the next um, injury. James Conner dealing with a back. He was limited yesterday at practice. Keep an eye on that, okay, because we know James Conner has actually been pretty pretty surprising. I mean, we expect it from him, but at this given point in age, dealing dealing with his injury history, you didn't expect him to come out the gate and kind of be firing on all cylinders the way he, he actually has. So kind of keep an eye out for James Conner on your squads for this upcoming week four slate. Brees Hall dealing with a, with his knee injury uh, was limited yesterday, um, but again, limited. Uh, barring anything, I believe he, he does uh, become a high flex and, and does give it a go for this week. So nothing to, to, to worry there, but I do kind of also at the same time, given it, it is dealing with a knee but it looks like he will probably, anything, barring anything crazy, I think he will give it a go this weekend. All right. Um, then we have a little bit of, of little hits here, like to Cordell Patterson. If you have him, he was limited yesterday. I mean, if you have Cordell Patterson, he's probably just more of getting you those return yards if they're using him on returns or whatever. But I'm not looking for <laughs> using Cordell Patterson at this point in time in my fantasy team. Um, same same with Savon Ahmed, limited at practice with a groin. So I'm not too, those two, uh, if you got them, uh, I'll just put them out there in the airways. I'm just mentioning them because they have an injury to report. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, if you did watch the Bears game, he did take a little hit to the midsection area or to the abdomen, and that's what he's been dealing with. And he did give it a go yesterday, so nothing to worry about if you own Pacheco. But just, you know, he does run a little bit like a beast, little mini uh, beast mode back there. So, you know, when you run like that, that can only sustain itself for so long throughout the season. So, um, love to see Isaiah Pacheco give the effort, but 
keep an eye on him week to week as he as he runs really really hard and I appreciate that but at any given moment that little guy can get himself hurt you know so uh, but he was a full participant at, at Wednesday's practice and we'll give it a go uh, this week for Austin Eckler uh, with that ankle he officially was limited yesterday I believe he gives it a go um, this guy especially dealing with Joshua Kelly in the backfield if a lot of you uh, scooped him up or you already had him in your in your rosters drafting him as a backup for Austin Eckler given some of the injury uh, concerns with Eckler I would see why Eckler was to come back um, for the team because Kelly has been nothing very you know to 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 put into your lineup and think he's going to give you pointage so uh, Austin Eckler, slide him in if he if he's going to give it a go for week four. On that front, Jerome Ford looks like he was limited at practice yesterday with that shoulder, but again, I think he's going to give it a go. Um, I feel like Cam Akers uh, will give it a go in week four, especially after he's probably worked himself into some of the playbook there um, for the. Uh, for the Browns. All right, so we're going to go ahead and slide over to uh, wide receivers on my um, sheet here. Let's see what we got. So I think Christian Watson, uh, we're going to talk about Christian Watson, uh, especially for tonight's game. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't play him. They probably had him on a snap count. That's why I was going to, that's why I said on the start him and sit him portion of the show at the beginning that. I just wouldn't go with Christian Watson just because he reminds me of Percy Harvin. He's just he just might take a hit in his head to the wrong area and might uh give him a a quick shocker, you know, and he'll pull himself out and you might not see him for the quarter, you might not see him for the half and at hell, you might not even see him for the rest of the game. So, as expected, they're going to have him on a pitch count as shows here um reported by Tom Pelissero what I have on Twitter here. Um, so it looks like he will return um, with that hamstring injury, semi-recovered. Um, we know how those hamstrings can be tricky with these players, especially wide receivers, these pass catchers. Um, but yeah, he's going to give it a pitch count tonight, and uh, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't roll with him, guys. Jawan Jennings for the 49ers, uh, dealing with that shin, uh, was a non-participant yesterday's practice. I, uh, for Brandon Ayuk and for you Debo Samuel owners out there, this is a, um, I, again, we're not advocating injuries at all on this show. And any show, I've, you know, been a, been a, uh, a listener to or, or been, been a part of, I do not hear any analysts recommend injuries. And I am the same. We do not recommend injuries over here. But if one does occur, that is a no fault of no one's. So you you look for the benefit of the surrounding cast. And the surrounding cast on this team is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And of course, in the backfield, we got McCaffrey and you got Mitchell and George Kittle. They will benefit as well. But I'm talking about the, the, the prime position of the pass catchers being the wide receiver position and Juwan Jennings is probably most likely going to miss this Sunday uh, due to that shin uh, bothering him so look out for that 
a lot of you Jawan Jennings owners out there, if you did have him, it's most likely in a 16, possibly due to injuries, a 14 as your flex. So uh, Jawan Jennings owners out there are going to keep an eye on that shin uh, up till Sunday. On to Puka Nakua. He's dealing with an oblique, and he was limited yesterday, uh, according to Adam Kaplan on Twitter. Um, dealing with that is pro most likely. I, I I don't think it's gonna keep him out of the game for the week four, but it's something you're gonna want to keep an eye on definitely up till game time because oh. Do we really want to put in a player with an oblique injury who's been limited all week, okay, and know that that's going to be where everyone puts the attention on? So I, I would kind of like keep an eye on Puka Nakua throughout the week. Allen Robinson dealing with an ankle, did not practice. Uh, I would say he's probably not going to be playing this week, but again, who's really rostering Allen Robinson? That's a desperation situation. Uh, one player we are paying attention to is Jerry Judy. He was limited yesterday, according to the Denver Broncos. And that is a player that I have on my starting wide receiver category at the moment, and I'm looking for him to do damage this week, guys. I mean, fire him up if he if he plays. If he does not play Corlin Sutton, you fire him up, okay? You fire up everybody, okay? You even fire up Russell Wilson, man. I mean, they're going against the Bears. What can you ask for at this point if you have these players for the week? I desperately need a win in several of my leagues this year, I have no clue why I'm suffering in most of my leagues. If I showed you my leagues, my starting uh, positions, you would most likely say I'm going to win for the week. My my players are just not performing, though. Uh, what's killing me at the moment is my quarterback position. I'm not going to lie to everyone out, out there in America. I'm going to let you know that my my quarterback position, I held off this year because I felt like I could get a value. And we know how values work out there, right, guys? Like, I've learned my lesson in life that when you shop for value, you get value results. So basically, you get what you pay for in a lot of situations. That's not the case with everything in the world, but it's a case 90 to 10, right? 90% of the time, you get what you pay for. 10%, you're going to get lucky. You're going to get something that might be a bargain, and you might have got a bargain that would have costed the, the moon, Okay. But that doesn't work all the time. And that's exactly the deal, right? So on to that, we're going to move on to Traylon Burks. And we're going to go with, he had a knee who was limited at practice on Wednesday. Uh, again, uh, Traylon Burks, is, he's been no help to Ryan Tannehill this year. He's He's not put in what we thought he was going to give us, especially given that there was DeAndre Hopkins on the other side and taking away that attention, he was going to be that number two that we all thought maybe give us a, a good 10 to 15 outing here and there or even more, but that has not been the case through week three. 
and I, I just don't trust in a Traylon Burks. I actually don't even trust in a in a DeAndre Hopkins at this point until he shows me more. Zay Jones dealing with a knee. He did not practice Wednesday. Uh, pay attention to that because he's been actually a, a surprise um, in the, in this offense for for Trevor Lawrence, who's needed to to kind of help himself. Uh, playing better. So Kadarius Tony dealing with a toe limited yesterday. Uh, not very, I mean, I, I'm looking more for a Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice to get more work if he misses. So uh, Kadarius Tony, I never was targeting in the first place in, in my any of my drafts. I'm sure a lot of you out there did end up with him because that's just the way that the draft fell to you. But I'm sure a lot of you weren't targeting a Kadarius Tony. He just fell onto your lap and you just were like, damn. I'm I'm pretty sure you at the end of the draft you were looking at your roster and the one person you picked out of that was like this guy, damn and yeah I I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna miss the game so look for Rasheed Rice look for Sky Moore to get a little bit more work in there and also a Justin Watson uh on speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs dealing with the ankle but he did fully practice yesterday so as well Sky Moore Rasheed Rice look for Justin Watson and get a little bit more work in it looks like he gets a little bit of attention from uh, Patrick Mahomes from time to time. Uh, Odell Beckham dealing with that ankle. Again, did not practice this week. So not looking for him to give you anything spectacular. According to the Baltimore Ravens, he most likely, I doubt he plays. So um, let's give a little update about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, uh, according to Sean McVay, is uh, telling the media that He's hopeful for Cooper Cup to return in week five. That's about expected, um, dealing with that with that um, injury that he's been dealing with there. So let's look for Cooper Cup to get back on the field around week five, week six. I'm looking for about week seven to crank it up, give him a couple of weeks to work himself in, uh, especially given the workload that he's had the past few years. Um, we're going to talk about tight ends. Tyler Higby. If you if you watch the game, uh, he took a little he took a little hit there, uh, dealing with the, uh, Achilles. Did not practice yesterday, but that most likely is giving some kind of breather to him because I I think he's gonna suit up, um, b but I wouldn't expect him to give you that kind of um, target share that you would expect and the attention that he he most likely likely would have had if he wasn't dealing with that Achilles injury there and would have helped out a one Matthew Stafford who does need some help at this point, especially dealing with Nakua's injury. Irv Smith Jr. dealing with a hamstring. He did not practice Wednesday. Um, not looking for, for him to do any damage even if he did play. Noah Gray for the Kansas City Chiefs dealing with an illness. Did not practice, but look for him to suit up. Gerald Everett, which which will help out Donald Parham owners out there, uh, is dealing with illness, mispractice Wednesday. I, I still look for him to suit up, but dip, depending on if it if it worsens throughout the week, look for him to uh, either sit or play, uh, dealing with that that illness there, and especially dealing with my, um, that big injury to Mike Williams ACL and missing the year. These players are going to get some attention, by the way. While we're on this subject of the Los Angeles Chargers, for you owners out there of the 
of the uh, Josh Palmer uh, pickups of the week. I believe he's going to... He, I was very lucky to get him. At the moment, a lot of you are probably like, who the hell is Josh Palmer? Yeah, who the hell is Josh Palmer? But he's going to he's gonna get some... He's going to get some target share from Justin Herbert as the weeks go along because Keenan Allen, given his age, can't give him all the work, can't give him all the targets. Teams from the other side pick this up. They're going to bang the hell out of Keenan Allen. So Josh Palmer needs to be the one that's going to help him out. Okay. And then you're going to look for Donald Parham Jr. to kind of help out Everett, which we all thought Everett was going to be that guy this year for the tight end position for the Chargers, but it looks like it's going to most likely Donald Parham Jr. is something that Justin Harbaugh is just looking his way, size wise, speed wise. Maybe the route he likes, he's running a better. I'm not sure, but either way, Gerald Everett will be a beneficiary as well from the Mike Williams injury. So let's look for him to do a little bit more work in this offense as the weeks go along, guys. Okay. But at this moment, he's dealing with an illness, and I think he'll still give it a go, but um, look for him possibly to sit as well if it worsens throughout the week. Foster Moreau owners, uh, he's dealing with an ankle. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, he's not been really anything to write home about as well, so I'm not too worried about that um, with Mr. Moreau. Okay. And uh, I, that pretty much wraps up that front of all the injury um for the for the week four uh, slate coming up for major players out there that, that we're keeping an eye on i'm gonna go ahead and end the segment or in the show with a DraftKings money line bet for tonight and of course by no surprise unless you feel otherwise I feel a lot of you might ride with this pick on this money line bet for DraftKings. Uh, they have it at a minus 125, and that's at this current moment. It's 11.25 on a Thursday, the 28th, and they have it at a minus 125. So I'm going to take the Detroit Lions for a minus 125 onto some prop bettage between the wide receivers. I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown over 74 and a half. I'm looking for him to have a pretty big night for Jared Goff. In order for Jared Goff to get the 20 points a lot of you fantasy owners out there are looking for on a Thursday night game. I believe Amon Ross St. Brown needs to have 75 yards and over, okay? At the current moment, it's 74 and a half, so you're looking for the 75 and you're good. You're golden, okay? On to the other side of the ball, we're looking for uh, for Romeo Dobbs um, to hit over the 41 and a half. I just feel like 41 and a half, how can he not do it, right? It'll surprise you on a Thursday night game. That's why I, I'm not a fan, but I feel like in order for my success to happen for the weekend slate Jordan Love needs to have a big night he needs to have about a 20 25 point game right that's what we that's what we all are hoping for as a Jordan Love owner at this at this present moment if we scooped them up on waivers by luck which that was me I was by luck right 
if I had sound horns right now attached uh, to my to my setup, which I don't, I have I'm actually having a new setup sent up sent out, guys. So you'll start hearing more and more of the of the uh, the the effects for for some of these players that go along. So it'll be a little bit more exciting as we grow, but. Um, I believe Romeo Dobbs has to get you 42. How can he not get you 42 tonight? In order for Jordan Love to have that night, he needs to have that 42. So I'm going with Romeo Dobbs over the 41 and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, please uh, gamble responsibly out there as well. So I want to shout out to a lot of my um, listeners and my followers out there, especially my Instagram followers. I appreciate the support. Um, you know who you are out there. I'm, I, I support all women-run businesses, um, all black-owned businesses, all Latino-owned businesses, all types of businesses. Okay, so um, let's let's show support to our local um, establishments out there and give them the support that they need. All right. If you see a truck driver out there, honk your horn for him. Okay. Me being in the industry that I am in on my day to day, nine to five, I feel like they, they need the support. They need to show, we need to show them that we are showing them the love and the respect that they bring us on a day to day or a week to week basis, whether that be your cars. Okay. The, the home products that you use, furniture that you're sitting on. The TVs that you're watching, the dishwashers, the washer and dryers that you are using on a day, the appliances, okay? Each of those are brought in by truck drivers on a daily basis or a weekly basis or monthly basis all around the world, all around the country. And if you see one, honk at them, please, and show them the support um, that, they, that they deserve. Again, guys, uh, enjoy your Thursday night games. From here on out, I just pop in. Uh, my main schedule is a Tuesdays and a Fridays, but hey, I like to pop in, give you some stats, give you some 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 bets that we can look out for. That's what makes it exciting on top of the fantasy world, okay? That's what we do this for. I do this for the excitement. I do this for the love. Uh, my free time, I, I give my time to all of my listeners, to all of my followers out there, the people that just want to listen to me and put me in the background. That's cool with me, man. It's cool. I just like to be here and entertain and be a part of your day. I appreciate you making me a part of your day. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for the day here. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the Fantasy Football Exchange. I am your host, John Landon. Enjoy tonight's games, everyone out there. I am out.